0: somebody in this house know the Lord. Amen. 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 Certainly we uh, give honor to the angel of this house. Amen. Pastor Arthur, Arthur Dern. Amen. Y'all ought to say amen better than that for the pastor. Amen. Amen. What a what a great man of God. What a great citizen of our community and what a great comrade and brother in arms. Amen. Thank God for Pastor Duren. He's a great soul, great preacher, teacher, and certainly a great leader uh, in the kingdom of God. want to thank you, Pastor, for this preaching opportunity. Amen. It's good uh, to be invited somewhere. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I'm trying to get you warmed up now, but Amen. I say it's good to be invited somewhere. Amen. amen. And so I thank you, Pastor Dern, for your uh, invitation. I thank you, Kingdom Embassy, for your warm reception. You, Amen. You are great people here. And uh, I'm very proud of Pastor Dern and the work that you all are doing here. Amen. My daddy used to always say it's a poor dog that can't wag his own tail. Amen. You ought to poke your chest out. Yeah. Look what look what God have done. Brought you a long way, haven't he? Yes, he has. So we are we are happy with you, happy for you, and we thank God. We thank God for what he has done and what he continues to do in the uh, uh, history of kingdom embassy. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful we have a couple of our members here from New Hope with us this morning. Amen. And uh, we thank God for them. Of course, my wife is here as well and we're thankful to God for that and the rest of them, they couldn't make it because you know, they, they only doing one service today. Amen. So they waiting on me over at New Hope. Amen. For our next service. Amen. So we are thankful to God uh, for that. It's just good. It's just good to be a part of the kingdom of our Christ, Amen. Now I'm not gonna a uh, uh, delay. I, I know you uh, got to get move. I got to get moving here, so we can stay on schedule, Amen, Amen. We don't want to uh, break up anything and be a cause of not getting to come back. Yeah, I'm not gonna wear my welcome out. Amen, Amen. Good to see you, Pastor been camping. Amen. And your lovely wife. Amen. Thank you so kindly. It's a, a good friend of mine too. We have a mutual friend there, uh, Pastor Dern and I, and we thank the Lord for him. God bless you, Sister Dern. Amen. God bless you. Good to, so good to see you. Amen. Everywhere you see pastor, you see pastor Y. Amen. Ain't that a blessing? So we thank the Lord for, for them as well. Now listen, if you have your Bibles and you want to turn with me, I, I'm looking at the gospel according to John today, and uh, I want to go to John chapter four, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to read it all, but I'm just going to read a few verses from uh, beginning at verse 46. John, beginning at verse, John chapter four, beginning at verse 46. amen john chapter 40 excuse me 4 and verse 46 so so jesus came again into cana of galilee where he made water wine and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at capernaum when he heard that jesus was come out of judea into galilee he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down before my child dieth." Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed, The word that Jesus spoken unto him and went his way yeah Jesus said unto him go thy way thy son liveth praise God I want to share a word with you today this morning from this subject already done theology already done theology can I get you to say amen again Writer and poet Robert Anton Wilson once said, there is absolutely nothing that can be taken for granted in this world. To take someone or something for granted is to expect that someone or something to always be available to satisfy the interest of others uh, in some way or another with little or no recognition or expressed appreciation. It is to underestimate and devalue a person or thing and often it is the cause of discouragement resentment and tension. In Genesis chapter 19 we have the story of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. This story reveals an interesting truth. The sons of Lot, the sons-in-law of Lot could not be convinced of the authenticity of the word of God pronounced by God's messengers concerning the pending destruction of their city. They seem to have taken for granted that God and his word would never hold them accountable for their wicked lifestyle. Yes, this 21st century that we live in presently is full of cynicism and cynics, of sundry backgrounds and diverse persuasions, particularly as it pertains to the word of God. It it seems we are living in an age where folk don't esteem the word of God on the level of its worth. Are you all hearing me today? Uh, As the curtain rises on our text today, the Samaritan Woman post excitement of John 4 and 5 is still swirling in the air with ternatic velocity when Jesus returns again to Cana of Galilee, where a high ranking official of the court of Herod Antipas approached Jesus with a heart wrenching load of domestic drama, presently playing out in the theater of his residence. He comes to Jesus with an urgent request. Master, uh, come uh, to my house, uh, do something. Uh, My child is at the point of death. Yes, Jesus uh, does not seem to be in a mode of urgency. He does not seem to be as excited and as moved about the situation uh, as, as the nobleman who is in a type a somewhat quasi panic over his son, Jesus goes on to talk about some other things about how uh, faith uh, in the community requires uh, something visual uh, for stimulation. And uh, the nobleman then again asks Jesus, "Say, hey, hey, Jesus, listen." Come now before my child dies because once he's dead, it's too late. How how many of y'all know it's never too late with Jesus? Yes, 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 yes. The old folk used to say uh, he may not come when you want him. But he's always on time. Ain't God all right? Yes, and so finally Jesus looked at him, he said, listen, listen, you just go on home, it's all ready done. Ain't God all right? I said, ain't God all right? Yes, yes, now, now, now let's first notice how this text reveals the inescapable reality of the persistent invasion of trouble in every life. This, this this point is not to meant to frighten you, quite the contrary. It's meant to encourage you in an expanded reality. In Job chapter 14, verse 1, Job made what I believe was a Holy Spirit-inspired and profound statement. Job said, man that is born of a woman is of few days and full, somebody say full, full of trouble. The objective of Job, according to one theologian in Job 14 and 1, is to show the frailty and the feebleness of man, particularly apart from his creator, Elohim. Are y'all with me? I believe that in addition to that, Job wants all humanity to know that trouble is non-negotiable. Yes, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, I mean, uh, uh, Job and our text confirms that trouble is a persistent antagonist that cannot be bought off or negotiated with simply because you have managed to advance upward on the socioeconomic ladder. Yes, Yeah. we all got some trouble, don't we? Some of us left some trouble at the house on our way to church just this morning. Y'all ain't going to say nothing, but it's the truth anyhow. Some are not here today because trouble wouldn't give them a break and allow them to escape for a moment of worship and entering enter into the presence of our God. In, in, in our text, the Bible says that uh, the primary uh, character in this narrative was a nobleman. Uh, that is, he was a great man, respected, admired, prosperous, well connected, highly established, firmly uh, uh, accomplished, and especially influential, he was a man directly linked to the royal family. Yes, he's king connected. Yeah, ain't ain't, ain't God all right? What a blessing to be king connected. Yeah, the next best thing to not to the uh, uh, next best thing to uh, being somebody uh, a big shot is knowing a big shot. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. By 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 most any definition, in his day, the nobleman's day, he was the epitome of success. He had climbed the ladder and had obtained the level of self-actualization, according to one psychologist. When, when, when you scan the biblical landscape, it is interesting, if you notice, that you don't see many successful folk seeking Jesus. Ain't God all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like when I talk about success, I like to talk about Uzziah, King Uzziah, uh, in the Old Testament, Second Chronicles. The Bible said, the Bible said, as long as he sought the Lord, as long, so oh, someone come on, y'all help me say that. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Oh, that's good news, church. Yeah, even his mess up, when he messed up, God somehow turned it around and made sense out of nonsense. God fixed it when he broke it. God picked him up when he fell down. As long as he sought the Lord, God took care of him. Ain't God all right? Yeah, say, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, it's not you that's causing your success. It's the God that's pushing you. It's the God behind you. The Bible said, the Bible said, now, how many of y'all read the Bible? The Bible said, it is God that gives us power to get wealth. Yeah, 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 God, God, give you what you need. God, give you what you, what you desire. God, God is able to do anything. Ain't God all right? Yeah, I said, ain't God all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you see, you see, uh, uh, when you scan this biblical landscape, you you notice that not a whole lot of successful folk who are seeking Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood, she enjoyed a degree of success, economic se- success, but it was not until she lost it all, chasing false hope and snake oil remedies, that she then came to Jesus. Y'all know that, right? Th- there was a rich, young, rich ruler who enjoyed a degree of success, uh, at a young age, but he was not willing to follow Jesus because, uh, the hypothetical threat against his conjectural success was too high a price to pay. Oh, Jesus said, said, he said, he said, it's hard, uh, uh, for a, uh, a rich person to get into the kingdom of God like it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. I thought y'all said you read the Bible. Yeah, yeah. The reason, the reason you see so few successful people in the world seeking Jesus, because uh success in many cases has crippled spiritual logic. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, spiritual logic. Well yeah, well you say well what 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 what's spirit, spiritual logic log, logic? God said in Isaiah chapter fifty five verse eight, he said, My thoughts are not your thoughts. I don't think like you. You don't think like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neither are my ways like your ways. Yeah, I, I, the stuff I do don't make sense to nobody. Yeah, you can't figure me out because you don't know where I'm coming from. Paul, Paul adds in in First Corinthians, verse, first chapter, verse twenty-nine. He said, he said, he said, the the the, the, the things of God are like foolishness. Even preaching to some uh, seemed like foolishness. Yeah, but preaching is the way God had chosen to save and to rescue that which is lost. Yeah, yes. When Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 14 and 16, he said, give the people something to eat. Give them some food to eat. Philip said, Philip responded, he said, all our paychecks combined together is not enough to buy everybody a bologna sandwich. Yeah, 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 spiritual logic, spiritual logic. It it, it does not, spiritual logic does not integrate scientific principles of reasoning. Spiritual logic integrates faith in the word of God as its basis of reasoning and for validating or refuting world issues. Spiritual logic is included in the benefit package you get when you confess faith in Jesus, the living Christ. Yes, success can, if you're not careful, suppress spiritual logic because when faced with trouble, more often than not, spiritual logic is tempted to apply measurable principles to a divine circumstance as Philip did in John 6 and 7. And so, brothers and sisters, all of us in this present culture are enormously blessed. Am I right about it? Yeah, yeah, you you got your stimulus check, didn't you? Huh? Yeah, somebody else said, yeah, got it and gone. Hmm. Yeah, got it gone. Success is no longer a novelty among our people. the The, the takeaway from this point is simply this: affluence, the, uh, prosperity, does not and must not be allowed to negate our need for Jesus. Ain't God all right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't care how good you get, how good you do. You still need you some. That's right, some Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The nobleman recognized that his success and his uh, uh uh his 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 position did not exempt him from trouble. He realized that he needed Jesus. Yeah, yeah, as long, what one writer said, long as I got King G. Huh? I don't need nobody here. The text also exposes how trouble is allied, uh, associated with the urgency of time. I'm almost finished here now. I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap this up. Yeah, come on, y'all, stay with me now. Yeah, I, I'm going somewhere, I promise. Yeah, yeah. If, if you don't mind me referencing Job once more, 14 chapter 1. Job, remember Job said that a man's life is full of trouble. Job also said man that is born of a woman is of few days. That is, human life is short. Am I right about it? Oh, you When you was young, you thought you had a lot of time. But now you 50 something and you you looking around oh my lord help me to hold out. When you get to be 60 you're going to wake up every morning and you're going to say, "Lord, I thank you for another day." You ain't going to tell you ain't going to talk to me. Job would have you to know that in addition to the persistency of trouble, life is short. You and I, we are uh, we don't have much time. In both his letters to the Ephesians and the Colossians, Paul makes the statement, he says, redeeming the time. Yeah, to redeem something means to purchase something from the possession and the power of another so that you might set it free. In Ephesians and Colossians, Paul, like Job, is cautioning his readers to realize the value of the time given to us, to be careful not to waste any time and to use your time for greater good and godly purposes ain't the lord all right when god says we should be redeeming the time he wants us to live in constant awareness that we are all short timers yes and that we should all make the, the most out of the time that we have now now if you look at the text the nobleman is in trouble by a sense of time urgency. And he seeks to redeem time of his circumstance by reaching out to Jesus. Look, look again and notice how the nobleman is motivated by a sense of time urgency. Yeah, yeah, notice that before he left Capernaum to travel to Canaan, his son was already near dead. Have I got any help in here? Nevertheless, he pursues Jesus. He was doubtless, doubtlessly told by someone at home that the son, it's already too late for your son. You waited too long and the child will be dead before you even get to Jesus. But despite the relative hopelessness of the situation, because there is so little time, despite time not being on his side like David, the nobleman encourages himself with the hope in the time he has remaining. Yes, and then notice Secondly, the nobleman's persistent pursuit of Jesus. After the nobleman had traveled so far, uh, determined to see Jesus, yeah, he asked Jesus to heal his son. Yes, when Jesus paused to address the faithless crowd hovering around him, like Jairus, the nobleman waits and continues to pursue Jesus. I told you earlier, he may not come when you want it. But I declare he's always on time. The other day, we was talking about resurrection time. Well, I got good news for somebody. He got up, the Bible said, third day morning, he got up early. Now, if he had got up at 9 a.m., he still would have got up early. Huh? Yeah, he, 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 he got up. Early Sunday morning. Are y'all going to say anything? Yeah, again, 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 a second time, the nobleman asked Jesus. He said, Master, come down now before my child die. Now, from this experience, the nobleman learned that Jesus is not moved by a sense of time urgency because he is not bound by nor accountable to time. Jesus is able and willing to manipulate time for your benefit and my benefit. Just like he did for this nobleman. The nobleman thought Jesus needed the advantage of time. But this is where Jesus establishes already done theology. Yeah, he told the nobleman to go back home because it's already done. Jesus is Before time. And when time shall be no more, he is. I heard him say to some naysayers that before Abraham was, I am. Ain't God all right? He's the same God that stood there in the burning bush with Moses. He told him, he said, Moses, pull off your shoe. For the ground you stand on. Is holy ground. Yeah, he said, Moses said, God, when I get to Egypt, the folk gonna want to know, what is your name? They live among a lot of gods, and they want to know what kind of God you are. They want to know what kind of power that you have. They want to know, do you have authority over these chains that's got us bound? Yeah, so God told Moses, he said, I'll tell you what you tell him. Tell him, I am that I am. Somebody need to hear that today. You need to know God is still the same God, same yesterday, same today, and same God tomorrow. He's the I am of eternity, eternity past and eternity forward. Yes, there's just one endless I am. I thank God that he is. Ain't God all right? Anybody here know him? I said anybody here know him? Yes, he's the great I am. Jesus said in Revelation, I am Alpha and I'm Omega. I'm the first and I'm the last. Ain't God all right? Before, before, I am, and after ending, after Omega, I still is. Yeah, God is something. Ain't he all right? Yes, a contradiction is generated uh, when you hear or repeat a phrase that asserts or implies both the truth and falsity of something. Ain't God all right? For example, uh, yes, in John 11 chapter, the Lazarus story, Martha said to Jesus, uh, if Jesus had time, he had time to show up on time. Before we suffered tragedy, but tragedy arrived before Jesus used the time he had to get here. Yeah, therefore, a time problem, a contradiction of time exists in this story. Ain't God all right? When he showed up, he reminded Martha that I am the resurrection. Oh, ain't God all right? Whenever Jesus shows up, he shows up on time. Ain't God all right? Yeah, now what must and does happen in such cases is eternity enters into time and asserts itself as master over all. Did you hear what I just said? I said, sometime eternity steps into time and reminds us that eternity is master over everything. Ain't God all right in the case of Lazarus? Yes, Jesus called eternity into time and commanded eternity to bring Lazarus with it out of eternity and set him back in time. Oh, y'all not going to hear me. Yes, sometime God uh, can come out of eternity and roll back things and make things happen in your life and bless you despite the fact that time has run out. Ain't God all right? He can do it. I said, he can do it. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? Yes, in the case of the nobleman in our text, uh, Jesus dispatched his word into eternity and spoke those things which be not uh, as though they were <laughs> And abolished the contradiction whereby he made the healing of the child already done. You see, it takes the word of God to make it already done. Yes, Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. He said, say our father. And then he said, give us this day our daily bread and then david reminds us of the of the prayer in the 23rd psalm where he said he prepares a table before me that means while i'm in the valley struggling in the valley the table preparation is already God got it straight. God got it fixed. It's already done. All I got to do is continue to walk. We walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, I feel the presence of God in here. Ain't God alright? Uh, I want to say to somebody, uh, go back home. Uh, that prayer you prayed, uh, it's already done. Uh, God done already made your way. Uh, all you got to do is pick up one foot. Uh, God will set it down. Uh, it's already done. Uh, that prayer you prayed uh, for your healing, uh, it's already done. Uh, COVID abolishation, it's already done. God done made a way out of no way. Salvation for those you love, it's already done. Joy restoration, peace reigns, love is renewed, it's already done. Ain't God all right? Lost sheep, lost coin, lost sons, and lost daughters, it's already done. Won't the Lord do it? Ain't God all right? Yes. Sometime, I just love to call his name, Jesus, Jesus. Anybody here know? Can't you say his name? Say Jesus. Lily of the valley. Bright and morning star, my walking stick, my hand holder, lawyer, doctor, banker, architect, tear catcher, trauma fixer, mother and father, yes, forgiver, restoration always is, always has been, always will be. Jesus, joy in. morning, daybreak, uh, noontime, uh, all day long. Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus, uh, I love to call his name. Uh, say with me, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. I got to go. Something about that name, Master Savior Jesus, call on him anytime. I love to call his name. You know, when you say that name, Jesus, you know something happened, huh? Something happens when you say Jesus. Oh, heaven gets busy. Yes, when you say Jesus, you can ride in your car. Be on your job, in the grocery store, getting your nails done, getting your hair cut, and just holler, Jesus, something happens. Jesus, he said, if you you get in trouble, just say my name. He said, say Jesus. Somebody holler, Jesus. Glory to God. Something about the name Jesus. It's the sweetest name I know. Dr. Toba, thank you so very much. Man, what a blessing. What a blessing. Amen. Maybe it's somebody out there who don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're out there and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior,